When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. It's time for episode 95, just like the radio station we work for, Keishi 95. Episode 95 of the Keishi Tapes. I'm John Hewlett with The Mighty Favaz. Hello, you, man. Today's interview is one that I did uh, along with my uh, morning show partner at the time, Learn, from the year 2017. It's with Tom Johnston, the longtime lead singer of the great band, The Doobie Brothers. Now, of course, he got sick there back in the 70s, mid-70s. He had like a bad uh, uh, stomach issue, an ulcerated stomach and he, he, he was sick, and he couldn't tour anymore, so the Doobies didn't want to wait for him to heal, so they found someone else to sing for a while, and Tom Johnson apparently was kind of okay with it, the way I remember it. And, of course, they found the St. Louis native Michael McDonald and then went on another long stretch of tremendous right. success with him. They did. So, And what kind of sucks is that this whole COVID thing hit. You know, they were supposed to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, and they were supposed to play St. Louis. It's their 50th anniversary, and Michael McDonald was going to come back with them, and Tom Johnson's in the band, and Pat Simmons, and now the whole thing is just blown up. Yeah, they were going so. to do the great songs from both eras of the band, yeah. which they'd never done before, and the whole thing is, is uh, going to, well, it's, so it's postponed. Hopefully it'll happen next yeah, year. Hopefully it'll yeah. be, happen. So, anyway, here's Tom Johnson. Of course, after Michael McDonald had all that great run with the band, Tom Johnson did get over the the issue, and he became the singer of the band, and they've been touring like crazy for a I long time. I interviewed him once. Yeah. And he, and, in person. You know, yeah. And he's got, you know, like him and the lead singer of, like, America, uh, Dewey Bunnell. Mm -hmm. those, those voices were just all over radio in the 70s. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. so And still are. I mean, Tom Johnson, that those early Dewey Brothers songs still are, are uh, played a lot. So uh, here we go. We'll start the interview off. And again, it was uh, done during the morning show here at KC95. It's the Casey Morning Rock Show, and we were joined by one of the great rock and roll voices of all time, Tom Johnston of the Doobie Brothers. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good to have you with us. You and Patrick Glad Simmons still going strong together, man. Your vocals, <clears throat> they complement each other so well. Your guitar playing styles complement each other. I'm sure the band sounds as great as ever. The band is really sounding good at this point. It's, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's an extension of the old days, but it's it's kind of gone off in other directions too. But we're still playing the same you know style of music, which is our style of music, which is a conglomerate of a lot of different things. But uh, things are going very well. And you and you're on the bill with Chicago. Um, you're opening the show, but you're still going to be able to get to play like what a good dozen songs, right? Yeah, we're on for seventy five minutes, so we go through quite a variation of tunes and. Also play a few of the chestnuts that people always want to hear. You talk about one hit right after the other on a on a stage, man. They got them. It's yep. But uh, yeah, we get to expand a little bit and and do stuff that's like deep cuts, for instance, and without me naming them, so I don't give everything away. But they're, you know, we have a 
huge catalog of songs, so yeah. we've got a lot to choose from. And, and the majority of them come from the time when you were in the band. Of course, the Doobies had that other stretch with Michael McDonald in there, but you do put some of those songs in too, don't you? We have one that we do. We you do, do uh, take it to the streets. Other than that, everything else is all the other band, yeah. the other version of the band. And, and this day and age, when you get to hear the originals anymore in a, in a classic rock and roll band, you got to go and see these people because who knows how much longer you're going to want to do this. You know, I mean, w- what do you foresee as far as the future goes? I mean, is this something you're just going to keep doing and you can't until you can't do it anymore? Uh, on a physical level, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why <laughs> not? Physical level. Yeah, I don't. Proceed just, you know, sitting down someplace and staring out at the sea or whatever. Um, as far as the band goes, I'm sure we'll just keep doing it until same thing. So we feel that uh, this isn't working anymore, and, and um, this has been going on for 47 years. So, what do you think? What, what kind of money do you think these guys make? Good money. I mean, well, I'm if sure the guy, good, but... we had the Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down on uh, the Casey Tapes a couple episodes ago, and I asked him at that interview. Have you done well enough? To, you know. Yeah. And he said yes. If he does well enough, then they have done well. Well, enough. yeah. And I'm not t- talking right now about any of their recordings. I'm talking about just on stage, the kind of money they make every year just on stage. What do you think? That's. I think it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think they get paid well. You think? You think Tom Johnston makes a million dollars a year just as one member of the Doobie Brothers, one of the lead members, one of the main uh, guys? It's tough to say. I mean, this year would have been a special year because you know they were probably charging more because it was their 50th anniversary. Uh, you know, it's split. I don't know how many. I'm sure him and and uh, Pat Simmons and Michael McDonald get the most out of the th- yeah. you know out of that. He might have. Yeah. You know? Do they get 50000 a night, you think? <laughs> Easily. Easily, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. At this point, if it can handle pretty much everything it's been through this far, I don't think it's been too much of a problem in the future. <clears throat> and you got Billy Payne with you. Of course, people know Billy Payne, uh, original member of uh, Little Feet. Yeah, that's a yeah. huge addition. What does he bring to the show? Before he answers that question, can you find out uh, what Tom what Johnson of the Doobie Brothers <laughs> is worth? Let's see if he's there. Uh, unbelievable keyboard vocabulary. He's he's one of the most uh, well known, especially if you're a studio guy or whatever else. But um, keyboard players in the United States, and it's you know not only from Little Feet, but from all the session work he's done over the years. He played on every album we did up until '89. Well, actually, up until Michael was in the band for a little bit. But all the you know the Doobie Brothers, Clue Street, Captain and Me, Stampede. Uh, he's on every single one of them. Wow, Billy I did Payne. not know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Hmm. Yeah, and, and is, is he credited? Because uh, I think a lot of people don't oh, yeah. know that, you know? He should be. He should be yeah. on there, yeah. Yeah. He said he should be. <laughs> <laughs> you mean another guy i got to share money with? <laughs> Come on. Yes. I give him credit for the song Trying to Grow, at least as far as the lyrics go, because of the piano lick he played. Yeah. Speaking oh, of, wow. He played uh-huh. the piano pick on uh, mm. the piano part on uh, China Grove. Grove. China Grove. I don't know. Uh, I get Doobie Brothers songs stuck in my head more than any other rock song we play here on KC95. If I play any Doobie Brothers Good. during my show, and, and, and a lot of them you wrote, like listen to the music, Long Train Running, China Grove. How do you do that? I mean, you are infectious in your songwriting and in the sound of these songs that just they stay, stick with people for days. Uh, I wish I could give you the formula. I don't know what it is. It just happens. It's... Um, <laughs> 
it's almost like you're channeling something else when you're writing these songs. Uh, and that still goes on. Uh, I still write a lot of songs. So um, I don't know if I've written another China Grove yet, but I've written lots and lots and lots of tunes. Mostly, most of them were exposed on the last album we had out as a studio album, which was uh, World Gone Crazy. But So he's still writing songs, but of course, established old classic artists get no attention whatsoever. Yeah. That, that's got to be super frustrating. You still feel like you're good at doing something, but nobody cares anymore. Just for a short period of time in your life, people did care. Yeah, it and was. that's all they yeah. want to hear. Right. You know, it's yeah. got to be very frustrating as an right. artist. Right now, I don't care if Tom Johnson or the Doobie Brothers puts out a new record. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, there is no particular formula. You just sit down and start playing, and they just seem to come. The chords just seem to come, and the lyrics are usually a little more difficult for me because I have to work on them sometimes for a while, and then sometimes they just pop up. It's like listening to music. Everything just came at once. So great. And, and you're proud to do these songs to this day, uh, live in concert. We just recently interviewed Todd Rundgren and went to his show, and, uh, you know, he, he doesn't even want to play Hello, It's Me or some of these great songs anymore because he's done them so many times over and over. What are your thoughts on something like that? I can understand both sides of it. Um, the thing is, if we didn't play those songs, we'd have a really upset crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing is that the crowd gets up and sings the songs with us uh, really loudly. Um, I don't want to hear that, though. I want to hear the artists sing. I hate when they'd say, you sing along, you sing the words. No, I didn't pay to hear these idiots right, That's all because they here. can't sing. That, <laughs> yeah. That's why they're doing it. By the way, Tom Johnson is worth $13 million. That's it? enough I would have thought, have to work I would have thought more than that yeah. with as much as he gets in royalties from those songs that he wrote plus all I don't the think touring. you get as much as you, you I, I think the the place where the money is at now is touring that's it yeah but they do nothing but tour yeah well in particular listen to music or and have been touring for 35 40 years mm-hmm. mm-hmm. maybe he's been stupid with his money <laughs> Is he married? Uh, black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can check for divorces, yeah. Black water, or could we give them a chance where they can just get up and sing by themselves, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of bars. And they're loud, uh, and, they, and they love it. They absolutely love it. And same thing with little parts of Long Train, mostly the, the minimal chorus that I love. But um, the things we want audience involvement. You want them involved. You want them uh, giving you feedback, and you... The more feedback you get, the more energy you put out on stage. It's a whole cyclical thing, and that's pretty much what playing live is all about to me. I was backstage at a Doobie Brothers show, and I saw Tom and uh, Patrick and the other guys in the band before the show, and it was like they were just going to the factory. Yeah, I bet. You know, because they've done it so many times. So many times. You know, uh, Listen to the Music came out in 1972, and I remember being a young guy and hearing that for the first time and getting so into that song. And then, uh, you know, all of your songs in the early 70s, especially, were just spectacular. But Listen to the Music came out in 1972. And I've often Mm -hmm. said many years that 1972, to me, was like the peak year of so many great rock slash pop songs that came out that year. To this day, are, you know, still all over the place being a part of that and being successful in that particular year alone that's pretty that's quite an accomplishment well i think it's about the songs and i'm not sure who the other bands we're talking about here are but obviously all these songs resonate with people and that's why they last that's why they're still around and that's the secret to a really good song if you look at the roster of hit songs from the 
in the year 1972 and 73. I mean, that, that early 70s period is, is so strong in Motown and rock and roll and in pop. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys were competing against these bands, too, in a lot of ways for space on charts and things right. like that. It was super competitive back then, unlike today. Right. You know, I don't think anybody, anybody looks at the charts anymore. Uh, just just the pop chart, the, the number one pop chart. You know, who's even billboard looking? top 100. That's Who, it. Who's even looking at those? Uh, I don't know, but you they know? still keep, uh, you know, billboard keeps, they, they still keep track of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. When it gets stuck in people's minds, when they associate it with a portion of their life someplace, um, and they just enjoy being involved with the song. Yeah, but I mean, you just go back and you look at the list, top, the top 100 songs of the year 1972. It's just amazing how much came out that year. I just said that to you. I'll have to do that sometime. I yeah. have no idea. God, if I, if I wrote a song that was a big hit in 72, I'd go back and look at that and see, you know, what, what all happened in that year, man. It was just amazing. Anyway, uh, so so the band... Uh, oh, you had something else there? Oh. So, so uh, you know, you guys are busy, as busy today as you ever were back in the 1970s. And I remember you got sick back then for a while, and, and you know, you couldn't be in the band anymore. Is your health good? And, you know, is it... Uh, oh, I'm fine, yeah. I had an ulcer. I had it in high school. It just finally really bloomed in 75, unfortunately. Had a very... Oh, that alcohol he poured on top of it. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't help. <laughs> Inopportune time. But you don't have control over those things, and I got rid of the ulcer, and everything's been fine since then. So, yeah. Are you as busy today or more busy than you were back then? Well, we're not doing 200 shows a year like we were back then. But uh, we're doing an album every year, 200 shows. Uh, we're kind of never home. But we're doing, I don't know, we're doing 9,500 shows a year at this point, And we're doing... How many shows a year, you said? Nine. 95 to 100. 95. So if 100, say you get 50,000 100 times, what's that? Oh, I... <laughs> Working on a new album, it's just finding the time to slide it in between everything else. We're doing... We just finished Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. We're going to be doing Europe in October. We're doing two months for Chicago, and then we're doing a month on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, That's five, five million. million. Yeah. Well, he's taking home close to five million a year. No, I mean one million a year. Right. <clears throat> a couple months on our own, actually, and then uh, hey, we're we're busy. We're very I don't want to keep you much longer here, Tom, but I remember also back in the day too. Weren't you guys like close with Hell's Hell's Angels, motorcycle guys? And not really. That's no? been really overplayed. No, I mean some of them just come over to the house on 12th Street every once in a while, but that lasted for what three months. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that was oh, it. Okay. That's not like we have some uh, major connection with them. It's really not like that. Because I know Patrick. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm just saying right, right. Bad. I don't want to do that because they'll come and kill you. <laughs> That's unrealistic. <laughs> right, right, right. And I know Patrick is involved in the motorcycle or was involved in the motorcycle industry for a long time. I don't know if he still is, but I thought maybe there was he some... is. He is. Yeah. But his is from his old bikes. He's in the like, you know, 30s and 40s, and before that, <clears throat> and, and he's fascinated with that whole thing. I'm fascinated. He, he... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, Tom, I'm fascinated with your mustache. I'm surprised you haven't, uh, like, everybody always talks about David Crosby's mustache and his facial hair. You have one of the most, like, luscious mustaches in rock. Do you ever get any recognition at some of these beard and, and facial hair con- competitions? It's like a porn star 70s mustache on Tom Johnston. He did have a hell of one. Yeah. He had a good one. I've never even heard of it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. About it. No. They're missing out with you. Do you still have your mustache? 
I sure do. All right. Well, uh, we can't wait to see it next week. <laughs> It'll be there in all its glory, I promise. <laughs> Tom, how many, kids, bring it. how many kids do you have, Tom? Getting personal. Here we go. I have two. Two? And what do they do? Uh, my daughter is currently out singing with Don Henley, and my hey, son is working that? with a, a large name um, metal band. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say it on the radio or not. I'm just being very careful. He's, yeah. not a, he's not a main component of it. He's not playing in the band. I don't mean that, but he's just working for them. Oh, I see. And, okay. And he's a roadie. That's what it sounds like. Tom Johnston's kid is a roadie. Yeah, so what is your daughter? Yeah, yeah, they make some decent money, yeah. too, if they hook up with the right group. Yeah. Told you about anything going on with Don Henley. Uh, he's great to work for. He's, yeah. he's a good guy, and, and he's enjoying it. And, I mean, her ultimate goal is to get out and do it on her own. But right. uh, this has been a, she's been doing it for, I think, four years with him and touring quite a bit. She's been all over the world with him. But, I mean, is is, is he going to do the, you know, Eagles music and tour Eagles music here? I know he's going to do a couple shows with uh, Glenn Fry's son. The classics, yeah. We're going to we're gonna do the one in um, Dodger Stadium and one in City Life, I believe it's called, Met Stadium. And uh, those are, like, really big deal concerts. Uh, you've got... Nothing but really large names playing those. You know, you've got the Eagles, you've got uh, Stewie Dan, you've got Earth, Wind, and Fire, you've got us, and of course you've got Fleetwood Mac. So the, yeah. the biggest names are considered Eagles and Fleetwood Mac. And then after that, it's uh, the other guys I mentioned. But uh, this is something that just came up really literally in the last, what, five months? Uh-huh. Sure, it would be nice to be able to go to a show like that right now, huh? I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I remember that. Playing on the east and the west, it would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but it's uh, just... I guess as to what the Eagles are going to do, I have no idea. Okay. Well, I mean, after these are over, I don't know if they're going to keep on. I don't know if they're going to start touring as the Eagles again or not. I'm not really sure. What is your daughter's? Well, we know now. Name. I was say you're asking him about Eagles music, and he's with the Doobie Brothers. Well, yeah, but his daughter was. I with, know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought maybe he might have some insight. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. Laura, L-A-R-A. Laura Johnston. Not Laura, Lara. Oh, Laura, Laura. I'm sorry. Laura yeah. Johnston. All right, well, we'll keep an eye out for her. That's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Sounds good, Tom. Thank you for calling, Casey. We've been supporters of your music from day one, man. Well, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. All right, Tom. See you next week. You guys have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Tom Johnston of the Doobie Brothers. You know, I remember when I interviewed him and Pat Simmons for the, uh, uh, it wasn't for the Casey Hall of Fame, but it, but we did a video interview. He, uh, you know, nice guy, but he just wasn't like, oh, yeah, Casey, I remember that. Yeah, no. no he no. wasn't around. And Pat Simmons was the exact same way, you know, so. Yeah, they, they're pretty much just about the business, and that's uh, like like I said, to them it was like going to the factory when I saw him come on stage yeah. uh, down at uh, yeah, down at the uh, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. All right, well, thanks for listening to episode 95 of Casey Tapes, and I'm John Eulett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man, and on Instagram, I'm Johnny Eulett. I'll see you next week, you man. Bye. AMF. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app.